Hello and welcome to this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm good. How's things? Good. All right. Haven't seen you all weekend? Yeah, right. Uh, All right, what do we have going on? So there are a whole bunch of news stories from over the weekend. Uh, One of the first ones from the Disney Parks blog is that a great big beautiful Tomorrowland entrance is coming to the Disneyland Park. Well, that's nice. They're plussing it up. Yes, and I like that's a little play on a great big beautiful tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I almost sang this, but I didn't want to. <laughs> uh, so we've been mentioning that they've been redoing the entryway, um, expanding it. Uh, they've knocked some stuff down. They took out the French Fry Rocks. Uh, they also did this to Adventureland out in Disneyland. Um, but now they're just widening it to improve access to the land. So they're going to be putting in some uh, additional planters uh, with trees um, elliptical planters with swirling flowers. Doesn't that sound exciting? Woo! So uh, futuristic. Futuristic, but it apparently pays homage to future uh, to Tomorrowland of the past. Um, so they they've taken some of the ideas that Imagineer John Hench had, and they're just kind of revisiting them. Okay, that's gonna look nice when it's done. Yeah. Um, there's some new Magic Band colors that that, that have been released. I assume these are for. Uh, the like the pre-order. Uh, it looks that way. Um, the colors are black and mint green. I don't know. To me, the black looks still like dark gray, but okay if they want to call it black. Uh, the mint green's nice. Yeah. I would choose that color. It's very calming. Yes, it's uh, it's a popular color these yes. days for all sorts of things. And those are arriving at the uh, debuting on November 29th. Okay. Once again, Typhoon Lagoon has been too cold to open. Yeah, it must be 60 there. <laughs> well, I mean, nobody wants to swim. We've talked about this in 60-degree weather. Um, so November 25th, that's uh, that's closed. And speaking of cold, it must be getting close to Christmas. It must be. So what? I'll give you a segue. Thank you. Uh, I hear there's something fun and chilly going on at Living with the Land. Yes, they've put their first Christmas overlay in. Um, really, they've just decorated the uh, greenhouse area for Christmas. Um, so there's lots of Christmas touches, wreaths and snowmen and I think packages. they've done that before. I feel like last year I saw that. I don't think that's a new thing. Well, this is officially this year. Um, it is being called the Living with the Land Merry and Bright Nights. Okay, but so did they ever put snowmen in there before? Because I, I feel like that I was there last have. year. I think they have. Okay. Um, and then they're also the hours for living with the land. Uh, they aren't always the full park hours, and they've now been extended to be the full Epcot park hours. Excellent. Yeah. Um, and over at Disney Springs, some news for Jack Lindsay's Hangar Bar. That's right. Uh, Jack Lindsay's Hangar Bar uh, is being modified during the Christmas season to uh, Jack Lindsay's Holiday Bar. Um, so we're giving now holiday overlays to restaurants. Uh, they've, they're changing the signage, uh, just kind of like overwriting it with a little Christmas banner uh, that says Holiday Overhanger. Uh, rumor has it that they're going to add some additional Christmas decorations and possibly add some specialty drinks to it. All right. But have you, you haven't eaten in Jock Lindsay's, have you? No, have you? Yes. Oh. So Jock Lindsay... Going on dates without me? That's right. Uh, it was with Craig and Charlene uh, during a conference. Oh, okay. Two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Jock Lindsay was a pilot in the Indiana Jones series. Okay. And it's very much themed like the 1930s, and there's a lot of stuff about exploration. It's 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 almost like a little bit of the Adventurers Club with some of the um, 
The theming. The theming mm-hmm. that, that, that's in there. Okay. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. Um, are we going to start seeing this in all the restaurants? Who knows? Is this a test case? We don't know, but it's it's pretty interesting that they're now overlaying a restaurant. Yeah, I mean, they're probably doing some things to it over and above, I would think, at some restaurants maybe that aren't doing as well, which is a little surprising that they would maybe not be doing as well, but right. who knows. Um, and then continuing on the theme with Christmas, uh, three, three more. Well, I mean, all the resorts have been decorated, but um, there's photos for three more resorts so that we get to see uh, what's going on over there for Christmas. So the first one is Port Orleans Riverside. That's right. Port Orleans Riverside, gigantic tree in their lobby, uh, really plays off uh, and adds to the antebellum look of the resort. Lots of magnolias and uh, flowers decorating their trees. So it's a traditional-looking tree, though. The colors are traditional. It's a green tree, white lights, um, and then the colors of the ornaments are blues, golds, red, um, and then there's some like peach-colored uh, flowers, some silver ornaments on there, too. But it's a very uh, traditional-looking tree. Yeah. And then at Caribbean Beach, things are a little less traditional. They are. Caribbean Beach is a lot of uh, pineapples and parrots. Bright colors. Bright colors. Lots of, uh, I don't know, what kind of flowers are those? Uh, I don't want to say exotic flowers. Tropical flowers. Tropical flowers, there you go. Like uh, birds of paradise, that kind of thing. Um, And they didn't go with the one big tree. I don't know if they don't quite have the same space, but they went with small trees at each of the windows and throughout uh, throughout the lobby. They have wreaths and garlands. That's also very pretty. And they've also decorated their dining area um, nice. with trees. Cool. And Old Key West is the last one. Yeah, I think Old Key West has some of the more unique uh, options on their tree. Now, their tree doesn't look that big. It only looks like it's maybe eight feet tall. Right, yeah, it's a fairly small tree. But it is decorated with translucent fish with lights on the inside. Cool. Mermaid Santas. Octopi, <laughs> which is the plural of octopuses. Um fish once again some tropical hyacinth looking flowers those hyacinths those are hyacinths very nice how about that um so yeah it's uh very 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 like i said very unique and kitschy but uh beautifully appointed for the holidays cute so we know that old key west is a dvc resort and uh, disney world has a lot of them but Disneyland does not have much currently for DVC offerings. Oh, but that's that won't be the case for long. Nice. Yes. Um, Disney Vacation Club has filed plans with the city of Anaheim to build a 12-story project at the Disneyland Resort. It is expected to be on the grounds uh, of the Disneyland Hotel right next to uh, the Pool and Frontier Tower. It's going to have 350 units and... Um, there's no no word on when this is going to begin. Like I said, they just brought the plans to the city of Anaheim. And um, it is not expected to be completed any time before 2022, but it will be the first building dedicated to DVC um, on, the, on the West Coast. And uh, although that will be the first building, DVC does have 71 rooms at the Grand Californian Resort and Spa. Uh, for their use right now. All right, which is nice, but it's not the same as having your own building, so right. that's and, exciting. And apparently it's very tough to get, even if you're a DVC member and renting with points. I'm sure these are going to be hard to get, too, but, right. you know, good, more offerings. I mean, I think they've kind of uh, tapped out the market in Orlando with the DVC, you know. But it is Disney World's best-kept secret. 
Yeah, it's not a secret anymore, and I think they're having a lot more trouble selling them now. You know, the people who were going to buy them are going to buy them. They're expensive, uh, whereas I think there's a lot more room for growth. Well, there's a lot more room in the market for growth at Disneyland. I don't know if there's a lot more space to put these things, but uh, they're going to try. Right. They're displacing a laundry facility. Eh, who needs laundry? Right. They'll just farm it out somewhere. It's fine. Um, and then I was really excited about these snap, uh, these slap bands that are, you know, as magic bands. I thought they were a great idea, but apparently it's not going so well. No, all of the slap bands have been removed from the shelves at the Magic, uh, at the Magic Kingdom, in the Walt Disney World Resort, uh, because they're having problems with the pucks. Um, the, uh, the RFID component, uh, has, has been screwed up, and, uh, they're just having problems, uh linking to guest accounts. So I didn't understand. I thought it was just the slap band and then you would take the puck out of a typical magic band and pop it in, but that does not seem to be the case. It comes with the puck and the puck is not working right. So Right. Okay. So, uh, you know, are they going to try to fix them? Will we see them come back or is it just not worth the... uh... I hope so. And then in Epcot, we talked a little bit about the trees being removed from the fountain area in France. That continued, and now they are all gone. That's right. We mentioned that six trees had been removed and that there were still four on the, uh, I don't want to say on the far end, but the the four were towards the back of the fountain as you walked into uh, the the alleyway, the street in France. Um, But they have now taken out those trees completely. Uh, they've been filled in with concrete, which uh, just kind of looks ridiculous because it's all you know cobblestone and brick, and then these gigantic concrete squares that have replaced the uh, planter sections. God bless you. Thank you. So um, those trees are out. Uh, the gardens st- on the right side of the pavilion still remain intact, um, but they do sit in the path of the new walkway for Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Can't be having that. No, and they have moved some trees around. Um, there are three big new elements coming to the France Pavilion, uh, and that is the aforementioned Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, uh, the new Beauty and Beast, Beauty and the Beast sing along, and La Creperie de Paris. Yum. So who doesn't love crepes? Yeah, I mean it'll look nice when it's finished. I think even the walkways they'll um, they'll make them nicer before they before they call it finished. Um, Disney Plus subscriptions are now going to be available in the parks for purchase. That's right. Subscription gift cards uh, at the cost of $69.99. Uh, beginning November 25th, they will be available in both Disney parks and Disney stores. And uh, if you're in Disneyland, you can buy them at the Disneyland Park Emporium, Disneyland California Adventure Park Elias and & Company, and the Downtown Disney District World of Disney Store. In the uh, Walt Disney World Resort, you can buy them at the Magic Kingdom Emporium, Mouse Gears in Epcot, Mickey's of Hollywood and Disney's Hollywood Studios, Discovery Trading Company at Animal Kingdom, the World of Disney at Disney Springs, and Disney's Contemporary Resort Bayview Gifts. I don't know. That's, I mean, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, can't I also just, like, sign up online? You can. But some people want to be able to give them as gifts. Oh, I guess. I guess. Okay. I'm sure I can probably buy a gift card elsewhere, too. I could probably just buy it online. But maybe I come back from Disney and that's the gift I bring back for people. Maybe. I don't know. It seems a little weird, but okay, whatever. 
Um, they We've talked about the new bus wraps that have been coming over the past few months, and we have just recently added another one, the Peter Pan bus wrap. Yay. Show me a picture there, Tony. Oh, I like it. It's a big Peter Pan flying over the city. Um, a little Tinkerbell off to his side. Actually, um, he's flying over... Away uh, from Neverland. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Nice. Purples, greens. It's very nice. Okay. And over at Hollywood Studios, um, we are finding out some um, some news and anticipation for Rise of the Resistance that's going to be opening on December 5th. They announced the hours that the park is going to... That, that, mm, that land is going to be available. And what are they? That's right. So Disney's Hollywood Studios will be open at 8 a.m. and closing at 10 p.m. Um, on that day, they have also extended the park hours for Animal Kingdom, which will open from 8 a.m. Uh, 8 a.m. to regular guests, 7 a.m. for Extra Magic Hour. At Epcot, they will also be opening at 8 a.m. with a 7 a.m. opening for Extra Magic Hour. And the Magic Kingdom will close early that day due to it being a Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party night. Okay, so I understand that that's the official times that they're giving. But I have to say, there's no way they're going to wait till 8 a.m. to open Hollywood Studios. No. So, um, if you're hoping to get there, you know, right when they open, don't wait until the posted opening time. Um, right. You know, you got to get on that, like, first bus over there. My daughter will be there. Uh, Isabel will be there during the opening date, and she'd like to get there. So, I told her, I'm get so- up. Get up super early. Get on that first bus. I'm so jealous of her. I know. She might not. Who knows if she'll even make it on the ride. Right. Kids don't have that kind of patience. And then lastly, uh, the Space 220 restaurant. Oh, not lastly. I've added some stories since we started recording 30 seconds ago. Fabulous. All right. Lastly, before I like walk away from the table, <laughs> um, the Space 220 restaurant, um, the opening has been moved to February of 2020. Yeah. That's so, it. Yeah, they, they keep moving it. Um, you know, they had said December, and then we had the issues with the chef. Uh, but we mentioned last week that they had started uh, selling some front of house or filling some front of house positions. And, uh, you know, now we have an official date. Okay. I have to sneeze again. So I'm going to let Tony do the last story and then I'll be back for our goodbye. All right. So we do have just a couple more stories here. The first one is that the Magic of Disney store has opened in the Orlando airport. Um, fancy. It uh, It's the first... Uh, actually, the second Disney store in the uh, airport, uh, the, the newly remodeled Magic of Disney store opened in Terminal B back in January, and then they closed the airport, air, airport uh, and remodeled it and have just opened it. Um, it does now include a 36-foot-long high-resolution video screen uh, at the front of the store. So, um, you know, you can check that out next time you are there. It, it, I think it kind of takes away some of the uniqueness that that store used to have. But, um, you know, it's progress, I guess. Over in Animal Kingdom, speaking of merchandise, which we don't normally do, uh, Pandora, the world of Avatar, is celebrating Avatar's 10th anniversary. Uh, they have some special merchandise that is only available at the Animal Kingdom, and that is a stainless steel drink uh a drink holder, uh, I guess thermos. Th- I, I say thermos, but uh, I'm old school. A 10th anniversary T-shirt and a special lithograph. So uh, for ten, well, for nine and a half years, Avatar was the number one grossing movie of all time until it was displaced by Avengers Endgame. And you can see some of this uh, exclusive merchandise only in the Animal Kingdom. Okay. 
Oh, Cheryl's back. Hi. Hi. And then this weekend, uh, I don't know if any of you heard, but there was a little movie by the name of Frozen 2 that happened to be released. It was very exclusive and not on many screens. Um, So worldwide, it earned $350 million. Uh, It did $127 million in the U.S., and it was expected to open between 110 and 120. So that was pretty good numbers. Um, It has already surpassed Incredibles 2, which opened earlier this year, uh, and that opened with $242 million worldwide. So a big weekend for Frozen 2, and we did see the movie. What did you think of it? I really liked it. Yeah, held my interest. Um, I thought it, it... Followed along with the first story, you know, it, it um, was a good add-on to the first story. Uh, a little, I mean, there was definitely some dark parts of it, but I thought they managed to keep it light in spite of that. Right. Yeah, yeah. it was good. I thought it was good, but not great. Like, I, I still think Frozen was a better movie, but I think that's because there was, you know, it was the introduction of It's a characters. new concept. Now right. it's, you know, now they're building Now it's like they it. know what everybody does, and really all this is is another opportunity to get those princesses into different costumes stop you don't think so no it's just more merchandise (laughs) and let's create a new cute character (laughs) oh what the little fire guy yeah yeah he's cute bernie is something something like that oh that's cute all right so that's uh that's our story for today and uh we'll be back tomorrow and wednesday but then we will be taking thursday and friday off to celebrate the thanksgiving holiday and, uh, you know, if you're driving to grandmother's house or something, uh, you'll be able to listen to our podcasts and check us out on Facebook. Leave us a review on iTunes. you have anything else to say? No, that's it. All right. So until tomorrow, everybody, have a great day. And this is Tony. And Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs>